is Peter Parker. What the? The best hope you have, the only hope, is to stop it here now, no matter what the cost. Maneuver it away from civilians if you can, but most important, keep it away from metal. If it gets too big, it'll be able to draw power from the Earth's core. After that, there's no way to stop it. Stark gave you a multi-billion dollar AR tactical intelligence system, and the first thing you do with it is try to blow up your friends. It's clear to me that you were not ready for this. I would totally kiss you, but I think I just threw up in my mouth a little. I, I, I might have a mint. Edith? Hello, Peter. Hi. Yeah, um, I'd like to transfer your control over to Quentin Beck. Peter, what are you doing? doing the right thing. Any transfer will require confirmation. Stark gave you the glass. Stark gave me a choice. It's my choice to make, okay? And I'm gonna make it. Look, you're a soldier, a leader. You stopped the elementals. You saved my life. You saved the world, okay? He'd want you to have them. Waiting for confirmation. Confirm. Hey everybody, welcome back to another sweet, sweet episode of Citizen Frame. I am Kieran Host. And welcome to another exciting, well, this is our, Colin, this is our second time we followed with the sequel. We did it, like almost a year and a half ago. And so we, we never, with the, with the Marvel Universe as big as it is, we couldn't really tackle all of them at this point. But what better way to start it out with a newer, a fresh look at the franchise, which would be the Spider-Man series. As a lot of you listeners listened to our Homecoming episode, we all agreed that it was a solid film. It was pretty much because it was grounded. Uh, we liked the characters. We liked the fact he was dealing with, you know, adolescence and how he handles a gift like this and how he mishandles it, following, followed by a man who is coming to retirement age and loses everything, um, not by his hand, and now he has to resort to evil to kind of win everything back. Um, so that whole Michael Keaton, Tom Holland casting was spot on. We actually thought the action was fun, but almost took away from the drama, which we like almost like more. Would you guys agree with that assessment of Homecoming? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, it was one of those rare movies where I'm like, I don't really have a problem with it in any way. I can just sit and watch it Homecoming and enjoy it the right way through. No problems. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. Like as, as somebody who doesn't really follow the Marvel Universe, I was able to sit down and go, yeah, this is a good, fun movie. You know, it had a lot of heart, too, which was really nice. And I remember seeing um, our next film, which is Spider-Man Far From Home, in the theaters with yourself, Colin. We didn't do and this. We also went for a couple of beers before or after. I can't, I can't remember anymore. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Must have had plenty of beers. Yeah, and um, I, I I wasn't a big fan of it when I first saw it, so it'd be nice for, uh, uh, seeing it again and trying to see if my attitude changed a bit. My main concern was Homecoming had such go everything was going for it, especially it being more grounded and more real, if you can say that. Where this one kind of goes a different direction. Um, but we're here to talk about it, and here we are to talk about, as I just mentioned, Spider-Man Far From Home. This will be spoiler-filled and contains harsh language, and this is kind of... Fuck off, no it doesn't. What was that? 
I said, fuck off, Bill doesn't. Oh, I meant, sorry, we <laughs> will we'll use harsh language by talking about Spider-Man. And I'm joined here with the usual band of misfits, and that is Nula. Hi, my Nula senses are tingling. <laughs> wow. You sounded, I'm not going to go there because we'll get so many naughty letters. Um, <laughs> naughty letters? Oh. No, I, just, I thought you said you, you sounded Asian. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Well, I'll keep but, it in. Nobody listens anyway. <laughs> um, and Colin. Hello there. <laughs> Don't know what else to say after that. <laughs> oh. it's, you know, when you go from... Uh, oh, Race, let's, let's just move on, shall we? stereotypes to... Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I'm giggling all of a sudden. Um... <laughs> So Spider-Man pretty much opens up, and I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm not a fan. Um, pretty much what happens, this takes place, and you, Colin, you got to explain this to me because I got a little confused. Sure. The film takes place after the snap. And what I mean by the snap is when Thanos wipes all the, the superheroes blip. out. The blip. The snap. Yes. Uh, this is... Then, it's five years later. So the snap has happened... And the people who disappeared and came back five years later, they haven't aged or anything. They're still look like they're 16, but they're actually would be 21 if they stayed on the earth. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, this basically follows immediately after Endgame. Yes. So Peter Parker, though, technically would be 21, but he's 16 in this. Yes, because he did blip. Because he blipped. And so MJ and the other one did blip too then. They did. Did we see them? Like, <clears throat> coincidentally, all of Peter's class basically blipped. Oh, how co- besides is... The people who are now five years yeah. older who have joined okay. his class. Okay. Well, they do this intro, and they do it kind of tongue-in-cheek, and it's the death of Captain America and Iron Man. I thought they should have... Because this movie is full of comedic energy, it almost plays like a slapstick. I felt that the intro, they could have at least started with a darker tone. Do you guys not agree? I, I was sitting at the start, and whenever I heard Whitney Houston playing I Will Always Love You, I was yeah. like, okay, where are they going with this? Yeah. And then it's the, the in memoriam. It did make me chuckle a little, I'm not going to lie, because I was like, <laughs> okay, this is silly. So I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I remember watching this in the cinema, and I hated it. Yeah, so uh, you and I are on the same page of this. But not now. Having oh, watched okay. it. As I said to you before we started this, I think this is maybe my fourth or fifth rewatch of Far From Home since I first seen it. And each time I've enjoyed it a little bit more. And this time, I don't know why, I was just sitting there and I was like, yes, it doesn't it doesn't have the same energy as the uh, homecoming yeah. intro with, you know, the Civil War reenactment and him being like, oh, this is my room, I'm going to Germany, and, you know, the, the amazement of it all. But it was still quite, funny in terms of setting that Spider-Man, well, current Spider-Man universe tone. I, I See, I feel a separate way because I felt if this, uh, most of this movie's tongue-in-cheek um, where I felt they could have had a little moment of silence, I guess you can say, and took it a little more seriously when they're talking about the death of Captain America and of uh, Iron Man. But, but you know what, well, it though? <laughs> it wasn't even them. Well, yeah. it, like... If you if you look at whenever things like this happen, you always find a group of people who will make some naff corny corny video 
with a load of like a pictures uh picture slideshow yeah. with corny music you like it's it's very real because you could see them doing that kind of thing oh, in I, a I high agree. school you know so especially considering they use comic sans <laughs> well yeah you know it, 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 it sums it all up really yeah it, it, it was it was tongue-in-cheek i thought it was funny because I, I could see that happening you know what i mean and i've seen videos like that before i don't yeah I chuckle um i do like the scene where Aunt may is using him now for benefits <laughs> for like you know raising for charity and all because as you know yeah. lot, uh, in homecoming Aunt may catches him as spider-man um, so now she brings him to all these charity events <laughs> to make money. Thought that was kind of funny. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, and it is kind of it would be the way to do it. And like you know, he had he still had his Iron Spider suit, and then you get to see the introduction of kind of the May and Happy romance as well, starting there, yeah. as, um, <laughs> which I didn't see coming. But Auntie May's I'm full actually... of happiness. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just end the podcast, yeah. Sarah. We're done, folks. Have a wow. good night. Take yeah. care. Bye. Bad jokes and racial slurs here on Citizen Frame. I'll take the bad jokes, definitely. I have those coming out. Hold on to your hats. Oh, God. This is going to be a long podcast. Um, what's with MJ? So when did he start falling in love with her? Uh I have mixed feelings about MJ as a character, and I think it's probably because of the name MJ. We all know MJ is Michael Jackson, Mary Jane. Oh yeah, Michael <laughs> Jackson as well. Uh, I can fully understand why Peter Parker is fond of Michael Jackson, great musician. Mm-hmm. No other comments about Michael Jackson here. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a hard one for me. Pardon, oh sorry, Supercha. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? I, Why did I agree to do this podcast? <laughs> I don't know either. Because we're very mature and professional. That's why. Exactly. God. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna. <laughs> My yeah. point is that why? Did... <sighs> obviously, um, I forgot the girl's name from the last one. Um, obviously, are you talking about? Uh... Oh damn! I forgot yeah. her name as well. Liz, Liz. Her, her father went to prison. Obviously, Michael Keaton. So they went to live. Yes. And they went to Seattle, wherever they went. So all of a sudden he's MJ's girl. When did this happen? Um, we weren't given any hint of this at all. No. Okay, so it's just a it's just a, a character change, real quick one. It does seem to okay. be, and I think it's something that you and I have discussed before outside of the podcast. The Hollywood's kind of necessity to have some kind of romantic element for some reason yeah. in every damn movie yeah 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 titanic talked about that one <laughs> yeah we did uh which that's right you said that i mean you and i agreed they should have taken away the romantic element yeah um well let's let's piggyback on that comment because the film t- pretty much takes place in a couple of different countries they're going on a european tour for the school and we'll start with italy and we'll start with the flight over well here you got and i'm against this man you got peter parker and you got mary jane we gotta deal with now the uh, she's not Mary Jane in this now film. We, oh oh sorry MJ I say Mary Jane because yeah okay um, <laughs> but now this Betty and Ned thing is horrific I actually kind of find that funny. okay then you can't have both no I think you oh, can it doesn't work for me 
And I... Because it is that kind of cheesy, like, all the babe and texting each other when they're side-by-side side kind of bullshit that people do yeah, not. Yeah, barf material. Yeah, but yeah. why was this happening? I mean, this just... Because... I mean, it was... I think it... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're okay. No, please. If you can shed uh, some light into this stupid, stupid, quick romance. It was just the whole thing that whenever Ned thought that he was going to be single in Europe, he was like, no, 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 you got to stay single. Don't be pursuing MJ right now because we're going to Europe, man, and they love they love American American guys. But the moment he had somebody who was interested in him, he was like, yeah, screw that. Boom. And straight in to to the relationship, so he kind of ditches Peter. Plus, to have a kind of have to give him an excuse for not being with Peter whenever he goes out doing everything. You know, they have to distract yeah. him while he is where he is. All right, fair enough. I'm. We should have wrote it out, but mm. so we're, I would have. I would have rather had Ned and um, Betty as a just off to the side romance. Than Peter and MJ. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. One or the other. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. Yes. One or the other. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I would have preferred the Ned. That's my one. point. It was funnier, and I actually kind of makes more sense in a weird like it happens spontaneously kind of thing as opposed to the Peter MJ one, which yes, kind of spontaneous, but also like not really. Well, because you know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know. I don't know. This movie, to me, has Iron Man 2 syndrome. Well, let's speak with that. We get into Italy, and this is where we... Well, the opening scene, and uh, you meet Fury, and they were introduced to Quentin. Quentin Blake? Back. Back. Quentin Black, And he is fighting these things called the Elements. And, obviously, wind. They just get, He just gets done fighting wind in Mexico City. Uh, yeah, he has a bad. Face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a serious gas Be- man. Beans in the in the enchiladas. Um, so he goes he goes to Italy. And now he shows up fighting the water monster. Now this, mm-hmm. right? I knew from this scene that Mysterio was the bad guy. You just knew it. So there's no the plot twist is that. Um, he he's controlling. This is all fake. This is an illusion. He's just trying to make himself look like the bigger hero. Um, but it's I knew right away this was fake. This whole thing was a mirage. Uh, you know, did you guys catch on to that, or were you guys? Well, go ahead. The, the, I mean, the plot twist really would have been to have Mysterio being good, <clears throat> which they kind of did, but it wasn't clever enough to really stick it. Like, they didn't keep it going for long enough, I don't think. Yeah, I think it should be more revealed near the end on Lon- in London Bridge. Yeah, um, I think that would have been the better holdout. Yeah. Like, just keep it... Because like, it just... If you know anything about Spider-Man, of course Mysterio is the villain. And yes, you know, there was the clever plot twists with the multiverse theory and all that, which, again, leads into Spider-Man No Way Home. Because the multiverse is confirmed in that. But, yeah, I just... It wasn't... Uh, I don't know. Just something about this movie just feels off to yeah. me. I enjoy it, but it just feels off. Mm-hmm. I like the action scenes. The water. There's some beautiful shots when he's flying through the buildings as they're crashing on him with the water and all. 
when mm-hmm. he's in human form, well, human form, without his costume. Um, I do think he's beautiful. It had a little remnants of the water thing, reminded me of Sandman a bit, which I was not a good thing, by the way, because that's a whole Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I honestly thought you meant the Spider-Man villain there for a second. What was that? Well, that that's who it reminded me of, the, the villain from the previous... That's what I'm saying, from Spider-Man Spider-Man movies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did mean that? Okay, I thought you meant like a Sandman the movie kind of thing. I was like, no, no, it just reminded me how the water moved and stuff, how they did the Sandman. Mm-hmm. Well, the inspiration for the Elementals comes from Marvel's back catalog of many, many characters. So all of the Elementals are based off, well, you have the Water Elemental, which is Hydro-Man. Mm-hmm. You have the sort of earth one which again sandman you have um i think the fire is meant to be there's actually like molten man or something like that and i can't even remember what the other one was but yeah there are all spider-man villains kind of reimagined shall we say um you know it had an interesting premise Uh, i kind of like the villains um but like i said i pretty much knew right away these aren't villains these are fakes you know, this is Mysterio's setup. Um, but after he foils, uh, after Mysterio saves the day, he starts making some press. Uh, we have a new we have a new Avenger or a new hero in town. Um, during this transition, uh, before they go to Prague, they um, he gets a pair of glasses. Okay, now Fury gives Fury gives some of the glasses that Tony Stark gives to, was supposed to give to Peter Parker. And I, I, again, I don't know what the glasses. These glasses are pretty much, you mentioned about the um, Edith in the last podcast. Which one of you guys did? One of you guys uh, talked Karen, about. Karen? The Sudea, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought it was this one, but Edith is is the Karen yeah. in this one. Um, and so he puts on these glasses and it pretty much lets him control this, uh, well, pretty much everything Stark Industries can control. Uh, mainly uh, in regards to satellites, drones, and so forth. Yeah, like a defense system. Uh, this, yeah. Um, one hell of a VR system. <laughs> um, get it? Because, okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> so we guess these, and he and Mysterio and, and uh, what's his name, Fury, yes, <laughs> decide that they got to go and they got to fight Fireman. <laughs> because he's the last element and he's the most powerful. Okay? And Peter doesn't want to do it. Now, here's the problem I have with this film. In the first one, you have a kid who's been given this ultimate superpower, doesn't really know how to use it, kind of misuses it, trying to do good. Um, Tony tried to tell him to be more grounded, be more level-headed. Um, on this one, he doesn't want to do any of this. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, you know, MJ's more important now, which is the complete opposite of what we saw in Homecoming. Now, I know it's five years later, technically, because of the blip. Um, and he did go through a lot with Endgame. He did fight for them and all, so he's probably matured since then. But don't you think this is a complete 180 when it comes to what he was like in Homecoming to him being reluctant and being pretty much distant with Fury, not wanting to help over a girl? I can understand over that, though. Like, yeah. it's, not even, it's not even necessarily over the girl. It's the choice of being a superhero versus having a normal life and doing what you want. You know, he's fine. His whole life has been defined by being Spider-Man. And he's not getting to be Peter Parker. 
his whole reason for being Spider-Man and an Avenger was Tony, who is now dead. Yeah. Um, and he's lost. You know, you've got Tony, Cap, Vision, uh, Black Widow. They're all gone. Yeah. And he now is, you know, Thor. He's, you know, he's Asgardian. He's away. Doctor Strange, well... Where is he? You know, he's, he's, he's doing his own thing. Um, Hawkeye's not exactly what you would call a superhero. Uh, as he said himself in Avengers, I'm just a guy with a bow and arrow. <laughs> I still think an underrated character. I like Hawkeye. He, he did get better as time went on. Um, you know, you've got Scarlet Witch, who at that point is off doing WandaVision and having her own freakout. Um, he also got Sam again his own thing with Bucky you know Peter at this point is the Avengers yeah would you really want to deal with it if you'd just been through all that you're like no I'm just a kid mm-hmm. he's a badass and you, you you see how overwhelmed he is at the charity gala that they're doing for the people at the blip with his Aunt May whenever he's standing there with the press and they're asking him questions, you know, what's happening to the Avengers? Are you the new Iron Man? It's a, ho- a whole lot of responsibility. And he's a 16-year-old boy and he's afraid of it, you know. I think anybody faced with that would, would be reluctant. Yeah. Especially when you see them, what comes in one of the end sequences. Um, his whole thing, as he even mentions at the end of the film, was he spent a lot of time keeping things secret and keeping things private. Um, he just, he just wanted to be a kid at that point. Yeah. Okay. I don't think you're still caring, are you? No. <laughs> I just think it's a complete detour. Uh, but I, I mean, I guess you could take it the way the either way. But I get it. I get your arguments. Um, but if you guys don't agree with this one, I'll be shocked. So they're going to Prague and they have to take a bus. The entire bus scene should have been edited from this film. It is horrendous, horrendous. He goes to get a suit. It's a black suit because he doesn't want people to know he's Spider-Man if he's going to do some fighting because then people might catch Mm -hmm. on who he is. So the Avengers or Nick Fury makes him a black suit. Pretty funny, Night Monkey. (laughs) Um, This whole scene. Also a bit of a nod to the Venom suit. Ah, the black, yeah. He, it could have been gone. All they did on this was introduce the Edith, which is a horrible scene. And how he gets caught with his pants down. A scene that never plays out. It could have been completely gone. It's a horrible scene. Oh, look. Oh, look. Baby yaks or baby cows. And he jumps in. Come on. This was a horrible, horrible scene. It's, this movie's two hours and nine minutes. It should have been removed. I didn't mind that scene. But I remember... Again, this comes down to my first viewing... I remember watching it that first time and being like, this sucks. This shouldn't be here. This feels really out of place. Didn't like it. Yeah. Now as time has gone on, <clears throat> I do feel kinder towards it, I think. Uh, again, I, I'm going to come back to it. it. It is my Spider-Man, Iron Man 2. It has that kind of whiff of... It had a lot to do. Like, a lot of work to set things up for the future. Mm-hmm. It's the same Iron Man too. Like everyone knew, it was going to lead to the Avengers. So you had to get, you know, why was Tony getting, you know, his 
a new element thing in his chest and there was a lot of Nick Fury in it and Black Widow was introduced and it just was a bit... Uh, and that's how I feel about this movie. But that's the... It's just but, got too much to carry. But... And, yeah. But you're 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 agreeing with me then. I mean, I don't know where you are with this because... You gotta, no, I'm agreeing with you on this scene. It, it's it, it's it's too much to carry. There's stuff that could have been cut. all should have been gone. Really should have been reworked. It's horrible. Yeah. And the problem is, the like I said, the movie's very slapstick, and that's fine. Okay, I'll go with it. Spider-Man, that's usually the younger ones. You can have a good time with it. But there's too much. Now, don't get me wrong. The ending, they make up a lot of great, a lot of ground because it's a really good ending. But um, this just, it just takes you out. It's like, this is stupid. Yeah. There's a lot of meandering in this movie. That's the best word to describe it. It's just, instead of taking you through a story, it's like point A, then po- not going to B, but, you know, A.5, and then B. Yeah. And just, you know, I, I, I don't know why, because it's the same director, and I think it's the same writers. Yep. But I, I do think they just had so much to continue with because it was the first movie in... Wait, sorry, hold on. Was it Phase 4 or was it the last one in Phase 3? This one? This one's yeah, Phase hope, 4. Think, oh, no, this one came on after Endgame. Yeah, so this this was the first movie in Phase 4. So this has a lot of work to set up. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, well, it, if, that, if that's the case, then you get rid of the bus scene. It has nothing. It, yeah. Doesn't, yeah. it doesn't do anything. You've all... I mean... The, as the film goes, and this is where it kind of gets, starts getting right, it gets darker. Okay? A little more of a darker tone. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it has a good resolve. But it's just, once you start getting into it, okay, we're out of this, we're out of the love stuff. They just throw this scene in there. It just takes me out. It just ruined it. But I didn't ask Dula. Did you like this scene? Um, Not overly like. I, I was just, it was there, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Um, I would agree that it's like it's not necessary. Maybe it's just to show that he's still not responsible enough to have Edith or Edie. Um, but other than that, I can't really see a point to it. Yeah. Yep. Edith. Um, which is even dead. I'm I'm the hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> All right. So they end up in Prague. So what happens is these they're uh they're being uh misled, misguided to go to the area where this uh. Uh, fire monster is going to show, so they're they're cleverly being detoured to Prague. So with uh, everyone out of the way, there's this big uh, circus going on. So the the the, the fire monster shows up with the night monkey. Um, I thought this was a cool fight scene. Got to give us some credit. Um, and of course, there's Ned and Betty. Betty, they're trapped in the middle and so forth. Which I thought they were supposed to be at the opera. They snuck out. They never said that. Oh, they did. They did. They did, did. win. Well, the, they see um, Peter leaving, and then MJ notices that he leaves, so yeah. she gets up to follow, and then yeah. Ned, the the girl, what was her name? Betty. 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 She's like, oh, they're leaving to go to the light festival. We should go. When, so she pulls Ned up, and they run. You must. Have. Yeah, you must have definitely, because that's the point. Whenever your fellow Brad flips uh, Peter the bird. Well, he flips. He flips Peter off slightly before, before that. that. Yeah. That's why. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. I must have missed it. I must have sneezed. So you remember? You remember? You remember Brad flipping Peter yes. off, but you don't remember them no. leaving. I'm gonna watch it again. <laughs> I don't. I got a bad. I got a bad copy. Um, 
Yeah, so the Night Monkey fight, I do like the Night Monkey. Um, yeah. And again, how uh, Mysterio shows up and how he goes, I should have done this before. And he absorbs himself into the fire and, it, you know, be saved today. And he gets up, oh, I'm okay. You, it, it keeps, every time you, you meet Mysterio, you know he's up to something. Um, it wasn't I was like, ex- why wouldn't you have done that before? If your world was at a point yeah. where you know, this thing could have taken over. Maybe you didn't know the, the threat that it was at that at that moment in time, but, like, you lived. Why wouldn't you have done that? That point, I was like, hmm. Something's not right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a funny scene after the big fight, and, again, great fight. The fight scenes here are pretty, are pretty spot on, um, especially with Spider-Man flying around, and <laughs> where Betty's on the, uh, the Ferris wheel thing, and she turns to Danny and goes, I would kiss you right now. But I think I threw up with my, my mouth a little. Yeah. <laughs> and Ned goes, I, 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 I might have, have some mints. I have a mint. <laughs> uh, it's funny. Let's be honest. If you were a horny teenager and you were maybe going to get your first kiss, you'd be like, I have been. I wouldn't. Uh, you know what I mean? I wouldn't care about the mint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. But we forgot to mention, though, that something happens whenever Peter shoots his web up toward the Ferris wheel to try and save Ned and Betty. And he pulls, like, it, it, what looks like a force field, but, like, he pulls something out of it and it bounces down the street and he he doesn't realise what it is. Yeah. It's so piece. that is awfully suspicious, too, whenever you see it for the first time. Yeah, that it's, that's the thing that they that him and MJ catch on the bridge. Yep. Or, she, or MJ gets it. MJ is the one who finds it, actually. Um, yeah, which is a piece of one of the drones. And it's one of the cameras from one of the drones, to be exact. Uh, well, you don't know what it is at the time. But, spoiler alert, it's a drone. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, and then this is where the, the twist is revealed. Um, Mysterio takes Peter to a pub, and they have a conversation. Um, now, it sucks, because both actors are very good in this scene. And you kind of get why Peter would hand this off because the note that Tony Stark gives him reads like, "You should. I'm, tr- I'm trusting you to give these glasses to somebody else." And that's See, how he, that? I-, I was like, "Why would you do that, Peter? Like, you have only met this guy. Um, I just didn't understand. Like, I get that he's very. I feel he's very quick to hand off the responsibility because he doesn't want it. Maybe that's why he he gives it to Mysterio to Mysterio too." So but quickly, I, but I was like, you wouldn't do that. But that's that's the that's the that's the that's the problem with it, though. I mean, like mm. I said, the, the scenes played well. I think the actors were spot on. But the problem is, yeah. I knew from day one, Mysterio was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing with Peter as well, <clears throat> like you have to kind of think he's maybe too willing to trust senior father figures, like his dad's dead, mm. Uncle Ben dead, Tony dead, and. Mysterio is now his new senior mentor kind of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's why he's that trusting. It could be. Yeah, so he he gives him the glasses and he leaves. And you find out this whole bar, this whole thing's staged. And you find out... Which... Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, only on this watch did this annoy me. Now, Peter's there in what essentially is a black jumper. That's fine. Mysterio has been on the news and is wearing an LED outfit, basically. Mm. And no one at this bar has come up to him and been like, hey, man, <laughs> like, 
That's a fact. I would be sus at that, that he's not bringing people to him. I realize that, you know... They're fake. Obviously, it is a an illusion. Yeah. But even then, if you were at a regular bar, no one you wouldn't be like, mate, hold on. Nobody's coming to this guy? Oh, you should have, like, one of his buddies show up. Oh, my God, look who it is. Just to kind of... Like, it's... I know it's a small thing to pick at, but... Yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah, why is Mysterio not signing autographs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, nobody knows who Night Monkey is, but everybody knows who Mysterio is. <laughs> Night Monkey. I want to see a movie about Night Monkey. Uh, yeah, so we find out the whole thing is a con. And it's pretty much... Actually, what is his plan? Because his plan is to save the world, be a hero, and become the lead of the Avengers. But what's he going to do then? Because his powers are fake. I, yeah, yeah, I so was let's confused say, about that. Yeah, so let's say Thanos comes back. Okay, we'll make up something. We'll call it Mysterio. Okay? And he's Avengers. And here comes Thanos. So what's he going to do? <laughs> put him into... Well, I suppose uh, technically he would still have those drones. Yeah, the, the, the drones and put him into some sort of trippy-ass state. Okay. That's about as much as he could do. So that's his... Okay. You know what I mean? His plan didn't seem... Well, I suppose the idea would be he wouldn't need to fight he'd be like a tony kind of character where tony at the end strictly speaking as he said was a non-combatant um he had become more their leader funder tech enthusiast sort of person he wasn't active duty shall we say he's a uh, symbol yeah. yeah he just wants to be on top be the commander-in-chief pretty much with, yeah i think that was the idea the- probably also you know wealth fame all the usual things that kind of go along with, with the it. team that he thinks Tony Stark let down. Yeah. Right. Um, so we end up traveling to London, and this whole thing's about thirty-five minutes long. Um, and it well, just before you get to London, uh-huh. though, uh, you've obviously got Peter getting hit by a train. Now I have that in my notes. Thank you. How the fuck does he survive that? Well, what is Spider-Man's powers? Let's get this out of the way. He can get hit by train. Sort of. So he has regenerative abilities. So he can take quite a beating and regenerate quickly. But he'll, you know, like if he got shot several times, he'd still die. But he could take a beating. Like, you know, homecoming. He gets an entire building dropped on him. Yeah, and he's able to to put himself out of it. He is able to recover from these things but i thought that uh him reaching out to happy and being like i really messed up i don't know what to do was actually a pretty good it scene. was it uh, gave me the same yeah. feeling that homecoming kind of gave me you know what i mean that it, kind of wee, yeah for me real wee moment it turned the movie back where it should have gone the first mm. place yeah um, that's what i was going to say there was it is for me from peter Getting hit by the train onwards feels more like how the movie should have yes. been. Yeah. Um, um, because it reminded me of the scene where the building falls on him in Homecoming and he sees his shadow and the well, his reflection in the water. His, yep. his face and the Spider-Man face because his mask is cut open. Yeah. And he starts to cry. And you, you not cry, but tear up, weld up. And he, yep. he knows what he has to do. Um, and that's what the, the scene... And it, it ends beautifully because... When he gives a speech to Happy and he goes, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. What was I thinking giving the classes away? Why would you give me this power and I just give it away? You know, he's angry. And he starts making the suit 
There's no one spot. And it's such reflective of what Iron Man did in Iron Man 1 or 2. I can't remember which one it was. It was probably all of them. Of how mm-hmm. Tony handled making the hologram suit before he actually the super. Yeah, just flicking through and be like, add that, yeah. do this. And he yeah. did it during Back in Black with ACDC starts playing. <laughs> it's such a yeah. gorgeous little scene. And he's like, I love Led I Zeppelin. Love Led yeah. Zeppelin. And uh, it, it shows you show you Tom Holland's so fucking good. He's so deserving of the of this role. Yeah, he is. Um, and then the film just a pluses around the board. Um, London Bridge is being attacked by all these drones. Um, it's a it's a mosh pit of all earth, wind, and fire. Technically, I guess you can say um, and water, whatever it is, and it is just uh, just chaos. The scenes when he goes in there um, with his new geared up suit. It, the great thing about it, the action is quick. It's not quick cuts. You can see him take out every drone and how he's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's using his web or there's a part where he skip, uses them as a steps and he's kicking them and breaking them each one down. Um, it's just a beautifully shot scene. There's some camp when uh, you got happy and the kids. London's quite bare, by the way. There's no police, and there's only them seems to be in yeah. London. <laughs> um, but the accent is so beautifully shot and executed and smooth. Um, and then when Electro, uh, Electro, why do I say Electro? When Mysterio finally gets his comeuppance, it's even a great ending because um, during the one of the scenes in the movie, they kind of introduce us to a multiverse, and it's kind of a it's coming. So, you know, that's before he gets hit by the train. Um, this this illusion he's been he was brought into earlier on in the film. So Mysterio tries to use that against him again, and he goes Peter Tingle. <laughs> the, you know, the Peter yep, he has to believe. Got to use Tingle. the Peter Tingle. It is a great shot because he shuts everything off and he just focuses on what's ahead of him, and he kind of yeah. cl- closes his mind, and he uh, ends up taking out all these drones. And then he gets to Mysterio, and the shot where Mysterio's dying, and he's talking to him, and he tries to give him back the glasses. But I didn't even see it coming, but he's tricking him. Peter's, yep. and, he, and you hear the gunfire, but Peter's already grabbed the gun because he knows Mysterio's on, to his left, to his right side. It's a great, great shot. They make uh, you think for a second that he does get shot because the image kind of lingers on Peter's face. Yeah. Um. So for a minute you're like, oh my god, he's he's being shot. Um. And then you actually see what happened. Yeah. It's. It, I mean, I, all, all fairness, it's probably one of the better fight scenes out there in in um in all the Marvel universe. To be fair, it's definitely. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I think so as well. Uh, like for me, the London onwards that last like, I don't know, say half an hour, 20 30, minutes, 35 is, minutes, thirty five minutes. That is what makes this movie. Yeah. Everything before it is a bit, eh. yeah, and that's why I think it's a big letdown from Homecoming. Um, yeah. Homecoming just had solid pacing the entire way through. This just misses a couple of steps. It has some stumbles. Yeah, yeah you feel it. You feel that, that while I was watching it, and like you know, there's just a couple of wee missed opportunities where it missed a beat here or there. Yeah, it almost that. drops you out of the immersion of the movie. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. It, it's one of those things that reminded me of Spider-Man 2 because Spider-Man 2 has some great fight scenes, obviously, with Doc Ock and all that. But then yeah. you had the raindrops are falling on my head sequences. And I felt like this had too many raindrops are falling on my head sequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, and that takes a lot of people out of Spider-Man 2. But fortunately, Doc Ock saved it in you know, the fight scenes and stuff. Um, so I think this is where this film is. Um, but then hopefully we don't end up with another Spider-Man. Oh, oh. God. We're gonna if he starts out. dancing, we'll tune out. We, yeah. So obviously the end credit spoiler. Spider-Man is outed. And he's also been uh, some fake footage of him, edited footage of him killing and uh, uh, Mysterio, as well as supposedly setting the drones on everybody and outs him as Peter Parker. And that's where the film ends. Um, More importantly, Jane... it's announced by J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> he is. Yeah, the original, he's back. Friggin' uh, right. Uh, that's funny. Why not? You might as well, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can have to say. And another way that it's not a newspaper in this one, it's a controversial website. Makes sense. So they're bringing it more up to, <laughs> like, more up to date. Like he's a conspiracy theorist in this yeah. one. Well, you know, they can have Q and M in the same Bond films all these years. <laughs> they must, must yeah. well keep him in it. Um, but there you go. And end credits. I'm not gonna talk about the end credits scene because I think it's stupid. Uh, but that's it. That's a rapper Uno. Colin, come on, Spidey. Yeah. What's your Peter Tingle tell you? Who? What to say about this one? Oh, that happened already. Um, some very clever nods to the MCU in this one. So if you're a MC, well, not, not MCU. Sorry, nods to the comics in this one, I should say. So the mention of the multiverse that's well established in the comics. The fact that they mention that. Peter's Earth is Earth 616, also matches the comics. Um, the one that Mysterio supposedly comes from, which is, I think it was 833, also exists and was destroyed. So, again, that matches using the Elementals, which is a group of characters in the Marvel comics, but basing them off Spider-Man villains instead, also a good little shout. Um, yeah, and then even the throwback to including Barf from, uh, what was that? Uh, that was Civil War, um, Quentin's invention was just Barf, um, then you have the guy who Obadiah Stane was trying to get to build the Ironmonger suit, you know, Tony Stark built this in a cave with a box of scraps kind of yeah. guy, they have him back in it as well, it's just lots of little clever nods, but, as I said, it stumbles it has enough little immersion breaking moments that you're like and it just doesn't flow but if you can make it to the last 35 minutes or whatever it is if you exclude credits great fight sequences great ending a lot of heart in this last bit which is what it missed from the start um yeah i would recommend it but not as much as I would recommend Homecoming yep Lula well pretty much the the same as Colin on this one it, it just felt like the first portion of the movie um it just it didn't it didn't flow as easy as as Homecoming you know because I really I really liked Home, Homecoming I thought it was very good and I think this just missed a as I said missed a few beats but whenever you got down into to the actual meat of the of the battle scenes and between him and Mysterio and that that's definitely where it picked up. Watch it. It's it's not a bad watch, you know. Check it out. 
That's what I'd say. You know, that, I mean, that really does sum this movie up. Is it's not a bad watch, mm-hmm. but you would be like, you have to see it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, if you're a fan of Spider-Man, you'll enjoy it. You know what I mean? But it won't blow you away. No. The problem with the Spider-Man film is inconsistent. That's that's the best way to describe it. Mm. The first one was perfect, perfect. Yeah. I, I yeah. put it as one of the best super, superhero movies ever produced. It is perfect, near perfect. This one stumbles because it's sloppy. Is this a teenage rom com, or is this an action film, or is this a slapstick fart? What is this? Yeah, it doesn't really know what it wants to yeah, be. Yeah, where where are we headed? So you can't get into the characters at all. Because you have some deep moment where he's trying to reflect, do I want to be the superhero? And then two minutes later, I just threw up in my mouth and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's where are we going here? You just, you ruined a potentially good scene with some stupid ass mm-hmm. comment. It was funny. I did laugh. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And then you ruin it with, I mean, I just, I just, I don't get it. It sucks because I, I really, the action scenes are spot on. You got a killer cast again. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal, make it work, right? Oh yeah. The the bland, the bad guy's bland. I knew right away. Oh yeah, he's in on it. It's Mysterio. He's the villain. He always has been. So there's no twist here. Um, they could have played up on that. The bus scene should have been gone. We just removed. There's 15 minutes gone. We didn't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? The 35 minutes of this film, the the ending sequence is fucking brilliant. It's definitely. It's. I mean, it does tie it all back together, but. By time, by time you get to that, it's it's kind of like, uh, so it's a massive step down from Homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right, you got to watch it, give it a watch. It's not offensive. I mean, it's not it's not gonna you know ruin my day. No, it's not dirty dancing. Yeah, it's not dirty. <gasps> it's not dirty dancing. Very dirty. About you know date rape. Um, but <laughs> what a horrible film. Let's talk about that one. Uh, yeah, but here's my concern. Here's my concern. Where are we going now with this? With this multiverse? This can either be, oh fuck, Far From Home Part 2, or they're going to nail this out of the park and we're going to have such a good time. So they better know what they're doing when when this comes out. We're, we will be seeing it. It comes out December 21st called Spider-Man No, mm. no Way Home. All the original Spider-Mans are back. All the original villains from all the Spider-Mans are back. Um, well, well, we'll see. But mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. But if it's a bunch of slop and you have to look around what, what the hell's going on, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. It either needs a cohesive story or enough runtime to make it work. Yeah. Um, I Actually, surprisingly, if they want to look at how to do a multiverse, they just need to look at Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, yeah. I know it's a cartoon. But I think that... But it blended well enough. Yeah, but I think it works for cartoons, but I don't think it works for live action. I'm going to be confused. It can do if they set it up right. Well, that's it. The cartoons, funnily enough, tend to do these things better. It's the same in the likes of DC. You know, if you sit and watch any of their animated uh, short movies or whatever, it's usually a lot better than their live action. Like If you look at it this way, they had Nick Cage as... Spider-Man Noir, and he's not a—he's not the lead in this. And I think that's hopefully what they get right is, if they do bring back uh, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, 
they should not be the primary focus. Yeah, if they that's no. that's gonna piss me off because I'll tell you what, if they take any moments away from Tom Holland, that's gonna piss me off because Tom Holland is the driving force of these films, hands yeah. down. If they do a good supporting role, or they, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it now. They're going to save Tom Holland's Spider Man somehow. We'll see. Because I know, yeah, I know, but, Doctor Strange is in this one. He's in the whole film. He, him, and yeah. him and uh, Spidey are the best buds now. And then the Doctor Strange film, which is being directed by Sam Raimi, is just got done filming, and that's called Doctor Strange in the Mouth of Madness and the Multiverse of Madness or yeah. something like that. My understanding of it is, it's meant to be. Peter recruits Doctor Strange to remove his identity from the timeline. And that's what opens up the multiverse as he tries to undo what Mysterio did. That's all right. That's a good idea. I'll go with that. Um, All right. Well, that that won't happen for some time. So we got to get ready for uh, Venom 2's coming out before Spider-Man. So we are going to be in uh, in a few weeks' time. We're going to be talking to Venom. Kind of keep the Spider-Verse going until we get... uh, uh, seats for Venom 2 and the new Spider-Man. All right, that's a wrap on this one. Um, next up, we are going to be talking RoboCop. Boom, boom. And then the uh, Night of the Comet, a 80s B's classic that I haven't watched in a while, so we look forward to watching that one. Uh, that's it, guys. Follow us on Facebook. We are at uh, Instagram, CitizenFrame underscore podcast. Um, a lot of downloads last week. A lot of people liked our awesome. 80s. Yeah, the Lighthouse controversial one did quite well. Um, don't know why. Probably because people realize it is a piece of shit and they wanted it <laughs> and they like my opinion. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, babe. Yeah, that's it, Nula. <laughs> Seems unlikely. Shut up, Colin. Uh, l- like and uh, comment on Facebook, I guess, and tell everyone that Kieran's wrong. What? How much went bad after that fucking comment? We'll get the most hits ever. <laughs> Did you like the lighthouse, Colin? Is that what it is? Are you, are you a fan? I love that movie. Oh, shut up, what? Colin! I know you. I haven't seen it. Don't worry. Good, good man. He, you know to stay away from shit. Good man. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like my kind of movie. It wouldn't be. I listened to I listened to the review and I was like, oh god, I would have ripped my ears off. <laughs> yep, you would hear it. Yeah, good man, good man, Colin. I knew I had like something about you. <laughs> A compliment for once. I, I, I know. All right, guys. You guys have a good night, and we'll see you next week. Bye.